Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome back. We are here for another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. We are so excited to be diving into a new season with all of you listeners. Today, we will be talking about faith in the storm. How do we continue to walk in faith when life is hard? How do we continue to walk in faith in the midst of disappointment? How do we walk in faith in the midst of heartache? I know personally in my life, I've been through all of these situations. So I'm excited to talk to you ladies about it today and to um, give our audience a great show. But before we do, it is time for one of my favorite segments, the Mom Life Roll Call. So I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, who's going to tell us what it's all about. Yes, if you guys have ever listened to our show in the past, the Mom Life Roll Call is a portion of our show in which we as mamas get to tell, we call them our war stories, but I shouldn't call that because you should watch your words. So let's talk about those pleasant moments that are so special that we have with our children that we just have to embarrass them and tell them on the podcast. And I feel like every time I turn around and it's my turn to do this, I'm living a mom life moment, literally. Like I I just um, helped mix baby alive's food. Because someone who doesn't have kids designed a baby that eats food and poops. Praise the Lord. So because of that, I want to shout out Courtney Price because she's in our Faith Mama virtual village. And Courtney, although this is not a baby alive, has a similar story about what we do as moms. If you're a girl mom, get ready. If you haven't already gone through it, what we do for our kids and their babies that become ours. Courtney says, I spent the weekend fixing my girl's American doll here. And I finished today, gave them back to my girls and the photographer um, and the photographer children they are, she says, they just made me do a photo shoot of their baby dolls with my work camera. (laughs) Bless you, Courtney, because (laughs) not only did you have to fix the doll's hair, but you also had to do a photo shoot. You see what we do as moms, y'all? I mean, we do hair for the babies and do photo shoots. And if you were here with me a second ago, you mixed baby alive food up just so you can clean it up later because the baby's going to poop in a diaper. <laughs> mom. That's my life. life. That's yes. my life. That is my life. <laughs> Courtney, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. That's mom life. Share your moments in the village. You never know when we're going to put your kids on blast in the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Oh man! I feel like we need to insert like a sound effect there. Yeah, (laughs) we do. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it might be coming. It might be coming. It's a great idea. (laughs) Oh man, I haven't reached that level of girl mom life, so I'm very excited for this whole 
doll baby thing. I don't know why my father-in-law thought it was a great idea to get my my daughter a baby doll with blue hair. So now she's like really into this blue-haired baby doll. So I'm like, oh, this is new after being a boy mom for six years. So yeah, mom life, y'all. Mom life. Mom life. All right. Well, you guys, I have got to say that life has been a little stormy lately. I don't know about you guys, but there has been so much going on. Um, At the time of this recording, um, we are just a couple of days off the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and others on the plane that were mothers, fathers, um, children. And there's just been so much going on in my personal life, so much going on in each and every one of our lives. It's just felt like a big storm. So I've been thinking a lot about how do we hold on to faith and hold on to hope during the storm. And those thoughts brought me to one of the famous storms in the Bible, and it's not Noah's Ark. It's actually when Peter was walking on the water in the middle of the storm. So let's check it out. Turn with us to Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 30. And I'll be reading from the NIV version of the Bible. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. All right. So in this story, we see Peter full of boldness when he's walking toward Jesus. He was fully present in the storm, not rushing to get out of it, rather seeking Jesus in the middle of it. And then fear comes in. And the first thing he tries to do is escape. Could it be that faith in the storm requires us to be present in the storm? Is it possible that faith requires us to run toward difficult emotions? Is it possible that faith requires us to be present in our grief? Is it possible that faith requires us to fully embrace even the experience of heartache? What do you guys think? Could faith in the storm actually require us to be present in the storm? Mm, That's such a good question. Uh, What I know about God and how he works, the short answer is yes, (laughs) because it's just like God's character to grow us in the areas where we want to kind of duck our tail tail between our legs and go the opposite way. Um, God's saying like, no, I'm I'm here with you. Like, we're going to face this head on together. And um, that does require a level of you being present in whatever storm or situation that you're going through. And for me, um, I have 
God has really been dealing with me in this uh, for quite some time. And um, I've really had to learn once you just kind of embrace whatever season God has you in or whatever storm God has you in, it's, it's a little easier to see him more clearly and to uh, be able to be in tune with his spirit to understand you know, what he's trying to teach you through that, that stormy season. Because I think for, for a lot of us, for me and, and a lot of women, sometimes we get so wrapped up and spun up in the emotions of like how the storm makes us feel, whether it's inadequacy or anxiety or fear or uh, whatever emotions are t- attached to that storm for you as a, a human being. God's like, that's okay. Those emotions are there, but let's, let's accept them. Let's, let's deal with them. And I'm going to show you through my word and and through my Holy spirit and through my presence in your life, how we're going to overcome this. Yes, Ryan, that is awesome, man. You know, I was hoping you would say no, because I wanted to say no. (laughs) This question, when I saw it, I said, Lord, you know, I don't like to talk about stuff like this because if I could run and hide and never be in a storm, I would not. However, mm-hmm. the reality is that um, we live a life that has challenges. But in order for us to know who God is in the storm, we have to be present to see him. It's kind of like I realized I can't be an eyewitness of something if I'm not there. You know, and so being in a storm allows us to be eyewitnesses to who he is, to who he's made us to be, to how he wants to do things in our lives. And honestly, the bigger thing is to show us that he's bigger than the storm. And as much as I wish he would just write me a note to tell me he's bigger than the storm instead of me having to sit in it, I would much prefer that. But I realize he can't do that because there's some things you've got to be in the front row seat of to really understand the effect of what he can do and how he, he has. You have to participate in order to know what he can do and what you're made of. Much as I don't want to, but we have to participate. Wow, that's so good. Whew. Man. Okay, so that brings me to my next question, though. How can we be present in the storm without losing hope? Like, that was a big question and a thought for me. Is like, yes, we need to be present in the storm. We see that when Peter tried to escape, that's when all the problems happened. When he tried to get out of the situation, that's when all the issues happened. But how in the world are can you be present in all the difficulties and all the things that are going on and not lose hope? Well, I think in order for us to be present and not lose hope is, um, man, I'm sitting here like I thought I had an answer to that. I'm, I'm trying, I, let me tell you what's funny. I'm trying not to give as weird as it sounds, I'm not trying to give you the biblical answer. I'm trying to tell you what I really do because, and then we'll give you the biblical answer in a minute. What do I really do? Um, as far as not losing hope, I'm not going to tell anything wrong. I, a lot of times I end up, um, being real about where, how I feel in the storm first and just kind of getting that out. And then in order to like, not lose the hope, that's typically when, and it's a while, I'm not going to lie. I have to sit there and kind of deal with myself for a minute. Um, but then I'll start going to the word or going to a promise and I might listen to a sermon. Sometimes I'll even call someone that I know can kind of help to talk me through because you got to express where you are when you're in the middle of the storm. You got to call out. And if you read, when we read what we read in the scripture that Ryan read, you know, 
even when they were in the middle of what they were in and, and Peter um, joined Jesus on the water, he walked out, you know, he had to call out to him. He had to, to recognize that there was something he needed or wanted to, to be able to do or we need. And, and that Jesus is that hope, right? So in order to get that hope, sometimes I have to read, definitely go to the word. I might call someone. I may listen to something that brings the reminder of back to me to say, hey, guess what? You know what? You might be in the middle of this, but guess what God can do? Don't forget who you are. Or sometimes I even reflect on times I've been in storms before and what he's done. And so I have to remind myself. And if I can give a quick plug, I'll give an example. I have no problem being transparent. I might be skipping ahead if I am part of me. But um, a couple of years ago, I um, had had a, a vehicle repossessed. I turned it in. Actually, I surrendered it voluntarily. And the beautiful thing about when you surrender things voluntarily is if you owe money on it, you still owe money on it, whether you surrender it or not. And so I knew at some point I would get this beautiful tax document. It's tax season, y'all, in that would remind me that I still owe money on this vehicle that I surrendered. And what it does is it makes you like you have more income, and it makes you like you more have have more of income that came in. Sometimes you can get into a situation in which you have to owe money back. So I happened to get that, get that wonderful letter today, right before we did this podcast recording, and um, my attitude shifted. And initially I got a little upset and I was mad and short. And then God reminded me after a while, he said, Hey, you know, Janice, haven't we been through situations, financial hardships before? And I was like, yeah. Haven't you come out? I was like, I have. Haven't I made a way? I was like, you have. So what's different about this now? <laughs> He's like, you, 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 what's different now? And so I say that to say, sometimes you have to remind yourself Long answer, sometimes you even have to go back to when you're in the middle of a storm, previous storms, and remember how they played out. I owe a testimony on the next podcast by the time all this shakes out, by the way, because I don't know how he's going to fix it, but he's going to fix it. No, I, I agree with everything that you said, Janice. Um, uh, for me, when I'm in a storm and do my best not to lose hope, because it's so easy to look at your storm and just let those emotions take over you and allow you to feel hopeless. I, I like what you said, Janice, about making sure that you acknowledge your feelings. Um, Cause I do believe that God gave us feelings to really truly understand what's happening in our hearts, but not for us to kind of dwell there or, or stay in, in those feelings for very long, because that's where we have to bridge ourselves and connect ourselves to his Holy spirit um, to help us deal with those emotions. Um, so, uh, like Jernie said, I, I try to just saturate myself in the word of God, um, almost to the point where that's all I allow in, inside of my brain. That's the only kind of food that I'm feeding myself. Um, you know, I'm listening to sermons on the commute to work, or, you know, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm, I'm listening to sermons or listening to praise and worship music. Uh, I'm reading the word daily. Um, sometimes I, I like to journal. And like you said, Janice, keeping a journal is really good for being able to look back on how God got you through certain storms or certain seasons of your life that uh, have been really hard. And um, when you get an opportunity to write it all down and go back and be like, man, that season was like the craziest season. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of am in that season now where, you know, I'm not per se experiencing a, a, 
a storm like I was the last two years prior to this year. Uh, it, it was it was definitely you know we had some challenges uh, in our family life and um, and the way that I look back at that I'm like literally the only way that I got through that was God literally without losing my mind without you know uh, losing my mind is really the only way to explain it um, is literally through God like He sustained me through that entire season. Um, through being a part of the Faith Mamas community and being plugged into the prayer line and the, the virtual village and just having godly women um, surrounded me who could, you know, pray with me or for me at the drop of a dime when I couldn't pray for myself. Like those those tools, uh, those resources um, really are the things that got me through being able to to be hopeful in, in a stormy season. Man, all those things are so powerful. And I just was um, taking notes as you guys were talking. And um, I hear things like acknowledge your feelings, uh, remind yourself of what God has done in the past. Ryan even brought up journaling, which is something I'm trying to get into really this year because it is so powerful. Like she said, plugging into community. Sometimes you just need some encouragers around you, some people that know the word and can pray even when you cannot. Um, and then also saturating yourself in the word. And you guys gave some great examples of what that looks like. It can be reading your Bible, listening to sermons, listening to podcasts like this one. Um, also, uh, praise and worship music, just saturating yourself in God's presence. Man, that is such good stuff. So with all that goodness, I want to propose a challenge, okay? So I want us to take a minute to think about what storm is God calling us to be present in right now? Maybe you've been trying to escape your grief and God is saying he wants to walk with you through grief. Maybe you've been trying to escape a difficult conversation and God is calling you toward that conversation. Just take a minute to think about it while we hear a word from our amazing sponsors. Where are my mompreneurs at? I have to tell you about AMW Marketing and Design. They are a boutique branding, web design, and marketing consulting firm in the D.C. area that specializes in beautiful brands and websites that convert site visitors into clients for female service-based business owners. Book a complimentary brand discovery call today at www.marketwithamw.com. Are you bold about your faith? Well, you have to check out Awake Christian Clothing for trailblazing Christian apparel, including their prayer works, watch and pray designs, and so much more. Order today at www.awakechristianclothing.com. Are you ready to study the Bible a little bit more than you did yesterday? Are you ready to dig in with some great tools and resources? Well, make sure you check out the Faith mama's power packs they are jam-packed with devotionals reflection questions all to help you study the bible all right so make sure you check them out at www.faithmamas.org forward slash shop okay and we're back from our short break so let's get ready for some transparency y'all what storm is God calling you 
to be present in today? Ooh, I'll go first. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if I'm being honest, um, I think that the season that God, the storm that God has, is asking me to be present in is in my own mind. Um, I am in my second trimester of my second pregnancy and Satan has been just attacking my mind left and right. Uh, with my first pregnancy, I struggled a lot, um, after my daughter was born with uh, postpartum depression. Um, it, it was a, a, a true battle, um, for me. And it's interesting that like, what's happening in my brain now is like flooded memories of that experience with, uh, PPD and, um, almost like a fear of repeating some of those things, um, that happened in, in my, with my, uh, after my daughter was born. And so I really believe that the, the storm that I'm in is like truly in my own mind, like discerning, the voice of God versus the voice of, of the enemy and um, really just kind of struggling with like the negative thoughts and like those kinds of things that, that come along with like hormonal changes and everything when you're pregnant. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely, I think a place where God has me asking me to be more present. And, and lately I have been spending a lot more time with him. Uh, you know, I've been getting up, a little bit earlier than normal, uh, trying to like do morning yoga and meditation and then, uh, digging into my word and just like praying, um, and having that time kind of before my household wakes up and my day starts, um, to just try and really plug in and start my day, you know, rebuking those thoughts and, um, really feeling myself with the word of God so that nothing else can kind of infiltrate my mind. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely the the storm I'm presently facing. So the present storm, I mean, uh, I think I know God is calling me to be in. It's similar to kind of what you're saying, Ryan, it's in my mind. Um, and, you know, I recently, um, you know, I went through, I recently went through a divorce. And so a lot of my mind has recently just basically been focused on, you know, God renewing me just to, to teach me who I am. And and, it, and when I say teach me who I am, it had nothing to do with like the divorce that I lost who I was. It's just my whole life. My entire life was spent living for other people, living for relationships, um, defining myself by whatever relationship I was in at the time. And so what happened I was that I've never taken time to know Jernice, who God's called Jernice to be. I've always defined myself by whatever situation I was in. And so finally, you know, after I would say the season I'm in now, God is really making me spend time with myself and spending time with yourself is a storm. If you never really spent time with yourself before, because you can start to realize some things about you that I won't say are bad. Cause you know, we all have, you know, good things and bad things, right. You know, about ourselves. And, and but I noticed that spending time with myself, I've had to face me and I have had to unlearn a whole lot that I thought was normal that's just not normal, <laughs> you know, that's just not good thoughts. So learning how to think about myself differently, learning how to 
um, as Ryan said, a lot of lot more time, which is a good thing, has been spent like really getting closer to God and just really looking to him to say, well, who am I? And like, what are my thoughts about myself? Like, I've realized, like, I have a lot of negative self-talk that goes on in my head a whole lot more than it should. And it's not aligned with what God's called me to do. And so being present in this storm is acknowledging that the thoughts I've had, um, the person I've been, not, you know, I haven't really taken time to know, well, what do I really like? Not depending on what anyone else thinks I should like, but what do I really like? Or what don't I like? Or do I enjoy doing this thing? Or, you know, it's just really been a discovery um, that got a journey he's had me on to discover like, you know like who am I all this time I've just been what everyone's needed me to be and not just again not like you know um relationships with just guys but even like what my family's wanted me to be and what they needed me to be at work I've been what everyone's wanted me to be and I feel like the last straw God you know he's so awesome he's like okay last straw here I'm gonna stop you and we're gonna do this thing where we're not gonna worry about what anyone else needs you to be we're gonna do a pause and I need you to know who I told you you're supposed to be and so the storm right now is believing who he's telling me I am and discovering that. And it's a lot of change. It's a whole lot of change. Man, that's so good. And you guys said, you both said the same thing, actually. It's so interesting where you said, the storm is in my mind. And I think so often that is exactly where it is, right? Like, even when we look at Peter, like the wind was blowing when he got out the boat. Nothing changed about his circumstance. Uh, but something shifted in his mind that caused him to want to escape. And so the, you know, I figure I can't get away from this particular question. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Um, the, the storm that God is really calling me to be present in right now is in my finances. Let me tell y'all, like, I have wanted to escape the current financial situation that my family is in. Like, I'm like, can I hide under my bed until it is over and sing la 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 at the top of my lungs? Um, but God is saying, nope. I need you to be present. I need I need you to watch me walk you through this. I need you to um, be present while I'm teaching you how to steward your finances. I need you to be present while I'm teaching you how to budget your money. I need you to be present while I'm teaching you how to function with little um, and how to, to be responsible with what you have. Um, and I need to teach you this so that not only will you know how to handle much, but you can also teach someone else. But if you're not present in this storm or what feels like a storm to you, if you keep trying to escape, like um, get out of the storm, like let me tell y'all a little story. God really got on me. So about the financial situation, like every time I get frustrated about my finances, I don't know if anybody ever does this. Every time I get frustrated about my finances, I spend money. What sense does that make? It makes no sense. But every time I get frustrated, I try to escape, like pretend like this situation is not real. And then I spend money that I don't have. And God's like, mm, that's you trying to run away from the situation. And every time we run away, it makes it worse. Every time we try to escape, we drown and Jesus got to put his hand down and pick us up and look at us like, what's going on with your faith? <laughs> Just like he did with Peter. So um, that is the, that's really the storm that God is calling me to be present in. So my next question to you guys is, give me two things, two things that we can do to be present in this storm. Like we're talking about being present in the storm, but two things that we can actually actively do to be present in the storm with Jesus. Okay, so is it fair for one thing to be like show up 
you said it like <laughs> to be yeah. present so I know that sounds really <laughs> just like duh but but yeah like one thing is like to be present is to 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 show up yeah and um and that's part of that saying I'm I'm dealing with something right um I'm in a storm and something's bothering me and I realized the second thing well the second thing is is give it to him right let him help because a lot of times we don't want to receive help like I, I want to receive help. I know that sounds weird. Like you in a storm, you don't want him to put his hand out and pick you up. No, because you know what? I figure I need to figure this out or will he really help? Or is he going to help like I want him to help? Or is he going to help in his own way? You know? And so it's the trust factor when you're in the storm to say, one, I'm going to be present and I'm going to, I'm going to let you, Hey God, Hey, this, this thing is happening to me. I'm dealing with the storm. And the second, I'm going to trust you to help me. And I'm going to take my hands off of how you help me because I typically in the storm would love to go to him and tell him how I would like for him to help me, but that doesn't necessarily work too well. He's aware and he, he loves us. And I I do this thing. Like when I um, meditate, I've been meditating lately and I I pretend like I'm in this on a, in a cabin. I won't go into too much detail. I'm in the mountains. I I like mountains and I'm in the cabin. I pretend like he's coming to sit on the porch with me. And we often have this exchange where I will show him, I'll open my hands and I'll give him these things that are bothering me. And it's interesting because I pretend that he's giving me back what he wants me to have in regard to those things that are bothering me. And it's a mental exercise I have to do so that I can, because I like to hold things and control them, but it's a mental exercise I have to do in order to let go of what's bothering me and to receive what he wants to give me. That is so beautiful. That's so, 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 so good. That's like, I'm going to try that. <laughs> I, so cool. I don't think I'll be in the mountains. Yeah, go wherever. <laughs> the beach. <laughs> That's so good. Um, my answer is similar to yours, uh, Janice. I would say the first thing to do is just to acknowledge where you are, acknowledge it and just accept it. I I have learned so much this past year, um, about like just accepting where you are in your life and not trying to manipulate it or change it or fight against it or, you know, just it, just let it be, just accept exactly where God has you because he he put you there for a reason and he absolutely knows what's on the other side of this particular season or hardship or storm and um it's it's kind of an amazing thing to just see him move when you just say like okay lord this is where you got me i accept i surrender it to you like let's just see where this goes like i know you got me some something i've been telling myself a lot lately is a quote i heard from a colleague uh who she heard it from her pastor and um she says that her confidence is rooted in her faith and oftentimes i think you know when we're in a storm we try to be we try to fix it and manipulate it and twist it and turn it and make it look like what we think we should look like by our own strength and our own ability um but when we can put our confidence in our faith, um, in the one who knows it all, then we can, it's easy. It's a lot easier to just accept where, where we are. And then the second thing I would say is, um, find a, a, a person who you trust, whether it's your spouse or your friend that you've known for umpteen years, a family member, your mom, your sister, cousin, like find someone who you truly trust and you can 
go to them and talk to them about what's happening in your head. You know, I often do this with my husband. Um, I just kind of like, sometimes like word mom is just like, he's like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> I just had to get it out of my head. But like, once you actually get it out of your head, then you can like really start to understand and process uh, how, you know, to move, to move past it. But like keeping all that stuff up here in your brain and like keeping, keeping that fight going uh, in your brain is like, it's not a good thing at all. Man, that's so powerful. And you know, one of the things that I love about where we started with Peter and where what we talked about is oftentimes the biggest storm that we are dealing with is in our mind. And the the biggest place where God is calling us to be present is in those places where we have those strong emotions. And generally it's because he's teaching us how to still be effective in the storm and how it's kind of like um i don't know anything about cars but i'm going to make a car reference you know where you have those multi-terrain vehicles and they can drive in anything they can drive in snow they can drive on a mountain they can drive on a on a on a on a street and god is literally like i am training you to be a multi-terrain vehicle i could be saying this all kind of wrong but y'all get what i'm saying um i am training you to be able to navigate different seasons and circumstances with the same hope, with the same peace, with the same joy, recognizing those things are not gone. You actually have those. Those are some, like, I think a lot of times when we talk about blessings, we talk about, you know, the house and the car and the, all the material items. But one of the most amazing blessings um, is to be able to walk through any circumstance with our hope intact and our joy intact and our peace intact, like, that is amazing. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has Christ or knows him. So the opportunity that God is giving us to be able to walk through life in its ups and downs and its dips and hills and valleys with our hope is amazing. It's just such a blessing to me. And I love what you all said about how to really be present by showing up, by acknowledging where we are, by giving those things to him and leaving it with him instead of trying to micromanage God and fix it, right? And by finding that person, that trusted person, so that we can share our thoughts and share what's really going on. These are amazing strategies, girl. I'm going to use all of them. Um, So if you're listening, I pray that you found something that helps you. But I have one more question. What scripture do you cling to in the midst of the storm? It's help me, Jesus, in the Bible and in there. Just help me, Jesus. Help me. No, I'm being funny. No, so my <laughs> script. Hey. My, <laughs> help, help, help. Um, so mine is, um, so Psalm 139, verse 5, and I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. It says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. Um, That one for me is just one is definitely a go-to because it's a reminder that that first part, you've gone into my future to prepare a way. So no matter what it is I'm in the midst of, he's already gone. God is so amazing. Like he's been in my past, he's in my present, and he's already gone into the future to prepare a way. And he does it um, for me 
and to, to keep me because he loves all of us, right? Not just me, but it's just, just a reminder for me that he's like, hey, look, I love you. I've already gone to the future to fix this. So you might be where you're at, you're at now in a storm in a present moment. But if you keep on walking, I've, I've straightened some things out or this has prepared you for something that you're going to walk into your into as you go into your future. So just hang on in there because I got something for you. Just just keep on going. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. For me, mine is James, the first chapter, verses two through four. And it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. And I cling on to that one because I think it's such a beautiful reminder that whatever the storm that you're going through, there's a purpose to it. And God's going to use it for his glory, especially the, the last part, verse four, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. So he's, he's going to take you through this journey with him so that you have everything that you need to sustain whatever's going to come next. Because, you know, scripture teaches us that trials will come. It, it doesn't promise us a life of, you know, pain-free life where we don't experience grief or challenges or trials. Uh, it explicitly says they're going to come. And this scripture is such a beautiful reminder that like, it's all for a purpose. And if you just allow it and trust the process with God, he's going to give you everything you need to get through it. Man, those are so powerful. Those are some powerful scriptures. The one that I'm standing on, if you've ever <laughs> talked to me at all, even for a second, you probably know this, but the scripture that I've been standing on for probably about a year now is Second Timothy 1.7. And it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I literally picture myself looking at the storm, like when I'm going through all these things in my mind, and I'm literally looking at the thoughts and said, God has not given me the spirit of fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I like keep reminding myself of that um, as I'm going through, because like you guys have mentioned, the storm generally happens the most in our mind. And I constantly have to remind myself, no, 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 no. These thoughts are not God's thoughts. God has not given me the spirit of fear. This fear, this worry, this doubt, it doesn't come from God. God gave me power. He gave me love and he gave me a sound mind. So that is what I'm going to accept right in this moment. Um, so that's really a scripture that I've been holding on to. So I'm so excited that you guys were here to have this conversation with us. There are going to be some amazing mamas that are going to join the podcast in these next few episodes to talk about faith in the storm. Um, they'll be talking about what faith looks like in grief and also what faith looks like when you have health issues. Um, so make sure you tune back in because we're going to continue the conversation about faith in the storm. And you know what? We love to hear from you as well. Um, what storm is God asking you to be present in? Perhaps he wants to show you how to walk on water in your stormy season, season of life. So what does it look like to be present in that storm? And what scripture are you going to be clinging on to? So let's keep talking about it. Let's not let this conversation stop here. We would love for you to leave a comment or send us an email at podcast at faithmamas with an S dot org. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. Um, for this opportunity, Lord God, to connect uh, with one another, to connect with you, Lord God, um, to share your word, Father God, on this platform of our podcast, Father God. 
Lord, we just ask, Father, that this podcast episode would be a blessing to so many moms across the world, Lord God, who are going through a stormy season, Father God. Lord, I pray for the mom right now who is listening to this, Father God, who feels like she has lost all hope, Lord God. I pray that this episode would give her encouragement, Lord God, that it would increase her faith, Lord God, that it would increase her um hunger and knowledge and and desire to draw close to you father god in whatever it is that she's going through father god lord i just ask lord that you would um protect her mind father god we've learned tonight uh today that the the battle is in our mind oftentimes just like it was with peter lord god and so we ask that you would put a hedge of protection around our minds father god and um allow only your thoughts to infiltrate our minds and penetrate our hearts lord god because you created us in your image Lord God. And Lord, when there are thoughts in our minds that are not of you, Father God, give us uh, wisdom and discernment to, to know the difference, Father God, between your voice and the voice of the enemy, Lord God. So God, we just thank you so much um, for what you've done on this podcast today, Lord God. And we just ask that um, the conversation would continue, Lord God, in the virtual village and throughout the Faith Mamas community, Lord God, and that we can continue to uplift one another through your precious name, Lord God. So God, we thank you and we praise you. We give you all the honor and glory. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.